We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Guilty as Charged podcast. My name is Steven, and I am your host. And we are continuing our series from last year where we're interviewing uh, college beat reporters who are who used to cover the players that the Chargers ultimately selected in the draft. And I'm happy to be joined for our first one uh, by Mr. Jamie Vinnick, who covers the Washington State Cougars for CougFan.com which is an affiliate of the 247 sports brand. And uh, they are the best in the business when it comes to college recruiting and college coverage. So I'm excited to have Jamie on today. Jamie, what's up, man? How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, happy to have you. Uh, Grateful for your time today. Uh, We're going to discuss the Chargers selection of Dayon Henley, uh, who's already become a fan favorite, uh, you know, amongst Chargers fans with his, uh, great personality. So we'll dive into some of his background, some of his uh, cool moments while he was at Washington State. Obviously, he was also a bit of, at Nevada, so this isn't necessarily a full four-year uh, package, if you will. But, uh, Jamie, we'll start with your uh, reaction when you saw the spot where Dayon was ultimately selected. How do you how do you feel he's going to fit in with the Chargers? You know, I, I won't pretend to be an expert on the Chargers' defensive scheme or, uh, you know, what they're going to run. But, you know, I think one of the – one of the great things about Dayon is he can do a variety of things. I mean, you can line him up on the outside. You can line him up inside. I mean, there were packages last year where Wazoo, they never, I don't think they actually ever ran him, but they worked on some things where he ran at edge a little bit. Um, oh. I don't think they ever actually ran the, the the plays that required that, but he can just do a little bit of everything. And I know that the Chargers uh, declined Kenneth Murray's option. And obviously that doesn't automatically mean that they're going to move on from uh, from Murray or anything, but I do think he's the type of guy that you're going to get a lot out of and what he can do at linebacker. And, you know, part of his value is what he can do on special teams. I mean, you don't really see a, a linebacker playing a huge role on special teams, especially a starting linebacker. And he was Washington State's best special teamer last year mm. by a country mile. I mean, he, he was just, you know, explosive coming both on punt coverage and, and then also, you know, in blocking on on punt returns and getting to the, uh, the punter. So he, he's a guy that I, I think – 
is unique in that he's not a scheme based guy. He's not, oh, you, you know, you, you can't draft this guy in a three, four, or you can't have this guy in a four, three. He can play whatever, and he's versatile and athletic enough to where you could stick him a lot of different places. Um, and he'll excel just because of what he can bring athletically and just his work ethic as well. Yeah, you mentioned the special teams. He was a gunner, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. So you don't really see too many linebackers out there playing gunner on special teams. And I know I've seen the clip, too, of the uh, the fake punt reception he had. Uh, that was a cool moment. I'm sure the Chargers are uh, excited about that one. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's it's funny. I was talking to the, the special teams coach at Washington State, Nick Whitworth, a couple weeks ago and asking about the gunners. And he said, well, my toughest part of my job is here is replacing Dayon Henley as mm. a gunner. And he said, if you had told me before the year, my toughest job would be replacing a linebacker as a gunner, I would have thought, oh, my God, how many cornerbacks did we lose to injury? But that's just yeah. how effective he was. And the fake punt, I mean, that came out of nowhere. We had No one had any idea they were going to do that. And, uh, you know, but as a former wide receiver, he still got soft hands. And, I mean, this was a guy who was returning kicks as a freshman in college, not in high school, in college. He was returning kicks while at Nevada and playing wide receiver before eventually just growing so much athletically and physically that they had to move into linebacker. But um, no, he, he is a, a special team star. And I think he's a guy that, you know, even before he kind of blew up, you know, this season and the combine and so on, there was always the thought that he could contribute on special teams, but I think he's risen above just being a special teams guy. But, you know, at bare minimum, if all else fails, you know, he doesn't pick up the Chargers scheme or he just struggles to play at the NFL level at linebacker. He's so effective as a special teamer that he'll have a job, I would think, for a while. Look at that. You know, we are, we already got, uh, you know, our first did not know. I didn't know that he was a kickoff returner as a freshman in college. So, again, this is 247 Sportsman. And you guys are the best in the business here. Uh, so, you mentioned it. Obviously, in Nevada, uh, Deion becomes a, a household name, decides to transfer. Um, what was that process like from a Washington State perspective? How did they kind of go about bringing him in? Because I know he visited USC and a bunch of other schools as well. Right. And he, you know, he enters the portal. And at that point, um, Washington State had actually hired Nevada's defensive coordinator, Brian Ward. So oh. I think there was some optimism from Coug fans like, OK, you know, maybe. But then you start seeing the offers flooding. OK, USC offered. All right. UW offered, uh, you know, Kansas State. And it's like, yeah, this probably like there was some some well, maybe. And I remember he's doing his announcement and it's coming down to uh, he, he he cut cakes for his announcement. <laughs> so he had, he had the four schools with, yeah, with cake, like frosting of USC, Kansas State, uh, Washington, Washington State. And he brings it down to Washington, Washington State, and he picks Washington State. And I remember thinking like, oh, my God, I got to go write this up. Like, I didn't have a pre-write and I wasn't prepared for it. I didn't think there was any way he was going to WSU. Uh, and then I, I think when I talked to him, I told him, you know, you made yourself already a fan favorite by picking Washington State over Washington at that last second. But um, and then he's come out and joked that oh I was never I I did not want to go to USC like outright said that and that's I think nice. that's a little bit of day on just being day on but uh, no I think you know the the connection with with Brian Ward being the defensive coordinator that certainly helped but you know I, I think it, it doesn't didn't hurt either that Jake Dicker the Cougar head coach was the linebackers coach and the defensive coordinator prior to taking the head coaching job so mm-hmm. he maybe felt like there was some familiarity. Wazoo had graduated two linebackers that year, so it was wide open. Um, I, I think it just all kind of fell into place. And, I mean, yeah, and it probably helps that he knew the defensive coordinator that uh, he was going to be playing under. So that, that one was a little bit of a boost. But it was a it was an interesting recruitment in that Washington State doesn't win a whole lot of recruiting battles against USC and Washington. They don't really recruit against Kansas State ever. Um, but 
that, that was a it was a bit of a surprise to see them win that recruiting battle and obviously reap the benefits of it. Yeah, that's a high profile win. I don't know if uh, I don't know if you have seen the video or not, but uh, Chargers obviously drafted Tuli Tuipolotu in the second round from USC. And uh, him and Dayon arrived at the facility at the same time after they got drafted. And uh, they like dapped each other up. And then Dayon was like, hey, USC sucks. <laughs> Sounds about that's about accurate for Dayon. That's about accurate for Dayon. <laughs> Ignoring the, the result of the game this year. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, about right that Dayon would do something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, Tuli obviously had four sacks in that game, too. So, uh, you know, I, uh, I was watching the draft and was genuine, genuinely stunned that there was no highlights from that game in his uh, in his package. They got one from the year before in the 2021 game. But yeah, it, that was a dominant performance. I mean, it was just and, and at that point, Wasu still had their starting left tackle. So it wasn't against their backups or anything. Yeah. That was just a monstrous game by probably the best individual game I saw a player um, play against Washington State this year. There we go. Um, so you mentioned Dayon and his his hybrid kind of role. Was that something that Washington State has always done? Is that something that they did specifically for Dayon? Or how would you kind of describe how that role came about for him? It was primarily because of what Dayon could do. You know, Wazoo's mm-hmm. linebackers, uh, they run a 4-2-5 and have the, the last few years. And the linebackers usually are going to be the guys who they're going to make 100 tackles, something like that. They're not going to have a ton of tackles for loss or sacks. But with what he could do, they just had to find ways to, you know, utilize that talent. So they would bring him on blitzes and and so on. And I think it also helped that the Cougars haven't really been able to trust their secondary in past years. They could this year, this past season, they had a really good secondary. So they felt like, okay, we can bring a linebacker on a blitz and not leave our corners or safeties completely hung out to dry. So that certainly helped. But I think that it was pretty unique to what Dayon's skill set was to see the variety of ways that Washington State used them. They they have not done that with a whole lot of linebackers, and, um, you know, they haven't had a lot of linebackers get drafted either in, in recent years. I mean, the last one was was Dayon Buchanan back in 2014, and he played safety at Washington State. You have to go back even further to all find the, the last linebacker, I think probably back to uh, Randall Smith in 2001, and I might be missing a guy in there, but it, it's been a while. They don't usually have uh, linebackers get drafted, so – that was kind of a role made specially because of what he was capable of doing. Yeah. Yeah. I love to hear that. Is there maybe an attribute you think that uh, is his best attribute of, of everything that he does well? I would say his athleticism. And, and I know it's maybe not um, a direct attribute on the field, but it just allows him to do so much. He, I mean, he was covering receivers at times and, I think the, what that allows him to do is it just allows – he's never going to have a mismatch. You know, you see linebackers nowadays, and you get the 250-pound linebacker on the running back, it's over. It, yeah. it doesn't have that mismatch because of his speed, because of his athleticism. I mean, you can put him anywhere in coverage. His first kind of signature play for the Cougars came against Idaho in the opener. He gets a game-sealing interception hmm. covering a receiver 30 yards down the field and jumps the route and gets a pick. Um, so that's part of what makes him so unique in the fact that he's just not your old school 255 pound linebacker. He, he's almost more like a free safety in everything he can do. That just, you know, is too big to play safety. So more of a, of a linebacker fit. Yeah. Yeah. I think like my vision of him, at least as a rookie is, is for the chargers to essentially use him as like a, a third down weapon, you know, put him in the slot, put him, you know, uh, covering the deep middle parts of the field. You know, you could blitz him, stuff like that. 
I think there is, uh, at least for me, some slight concern about like play strength and, and adjusting to the NFL, which is why I don't think you're probably counting on him as a three down player right away. But the options he can give you as a pass coverage defender are incredible, man. And you mentioned the ability to cover receivers. I think at the next level, he like he's a he's an awesome person to put in the slot covering tight ends. And uh, I think that to me is the exciting part about at, at least as a rookie. Right away, I know he'll be able to kind of help handle those coverage duties that he'll have right away. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that, you know, you won't see, he's not a guy who's, again, he's not going to be completely overmatched by anyone athletically. Now, he might have trouble with the, the route running or something like that, but it's not going to be, oh, man, he just can't, he's not physically there to cover player X. I mean, he, he can cover anyone athletically. It's going to be, okay, you covered Pac-12 tight ends. Cover Travis Kelsey, a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely would prefer not to put, uh, you know, him on Travis Kelsey. But you know, there's very few people that can cover Travis Kelsey anymore. This is true. <laughs> um, so it's it's safe to say that it sounds like Dayon lived up to the expectations and the hype that he received once he transferred to Washington State. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say he went beyond that. I, I think most Cougar fans and Cougar media thought, all right, they're getting a pretty good player here, veteran guy. He'll fit the system. He had good numbers at Nevada, but. I, I think if you had told someone, you know, the day after he committed in, uh, I think it was in, in December of 2021, oh, hey, by the way, Dayon Henley is going to be a, a day two draft pick in 2023. I think most would have said, uh, okay, like maybe, oh, maybe he's a sixth rounder, seventh rounder. But, you know, I, I don't think anyone saw him getting, you know, conversation for second round um, and, and even third round, I think was way off the radar. But then you see him at spring ball, uh, you know, last year and it's like, okay, this guy's different. There's something different about this guy and what we've seen in past years. And then it just, it carries into fall camp and it carries throughout the season. And then, you know, it, no surprise, he puts up really good numbers at the combine. No surprise that, you know, uh, what he does at Wazoo's Pro Day goes well, the senior bullets, you know, as we kind of kept reading all the reviews that he was getting on on Twitter from the draft guys, it's like, yeah, this sounds about right. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is about accurate for what we saw. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, you, you obviously we've talked a little bit about his personality, um, you know, transferring to a, a different team can, can be kind of stressful for some guys. Uh, how would you say Dayon adapted to the Washington state locker room and the community? And, and how did he kind of endear himself to, to the, all of you guys who cover the team? He, he is, and seriously, I've, I've been on the beat now for, so I'm entering my third year far and away, the best interview of any sport. And Within that, I will say he's impossible to quote because his quotes go on forever. <laughs> he's just, he's a incredibly personable. Um, I, I think he was the first or second time we interviewed him. And uh, I was doing kind of a sidebar story on, you know, the, the favorite musical artist of, of the, you know, the, of, the, of the team. And, you know, it's like, all right, day 13 of spring ball. I've covered everything that needs to be covered. And he, he starts talking. He's like, you know, I'd get a whole lot of things in there. We'd get some rap. We'd get some pop, you know, maybe some Justin Bieber. And then he stops and he looks at everyone and says, Cut that. I don't trust you guys yet. You can't repeat that. I don't trust you yet. <laughs> and that was the story throughout. It was always something. It was always, all right, what's Dayon's thinking to me today? He shows up to one interview in November in a Snuggie because it's 20 degrees out. And he just has his gigantic Snuggie on. Um, he comes to a – someone asked him, what's, uh, before the first game, what's the what's like the one word um, that you're kind of thinking about in terms of, you know, excitement to play Idaho? And he's like, murder. And he's like, ooh, no, that's a bad word uh physicality i want to hit someone it just it, and it just <laughs> and then of course he goes to uh 
because shows up at the the practice before pro day. I think it was a Saturday, and uh, he walks over. And before anyone, everyone's turned around. You just hear Dayon's voice of, "Oh my goodness, it is great to see all you beautiful people again." And uh, you know, if you watch the clips on YouTube, you watch, and that's not him putting on a, a show for the camera. That is seriously, he is that just kind of you know out there in terms of his personality um, and, and all that. That that is not show. He is that just kind of boisterous, exuberant personality. And Wazoo has a few of those. Um, and, and I think he very well messed with those guys. And, um, you know, you said, how did he kind of, you know, get used to his new teammates? I think it's more his teammates got used to day on because he's just, <laughs> he's that kind of guy. But uh, no, we asked, uh, he got asked after pro day, you know, what's the biggest thing you're going to bring to a, to an NFL team. And he, he thought about it for a second. He said, I'd probably say comic relief. <laughs> and then went into a football answer. So, no, he every time he gets interviewed, it's going to be something. It's never just going to be a three minute, you know. Oh, he answers every question calmly and easily. It's going to be there's going to be something that he's going to go off on a tangent about, and um, it's going to be impossible to write it up as a quote, but it's going to be really funny to listen to. Yeah, I think we've already seen a little bit about that. He was telling the story uh, of just like draft day in general, and they were like, "Oh, like how's it feel? How's the stuff?" And he was like. Man, I was just really hot because I was wearing all leather and like talked about how how about his leather outfit for like three or four minutes. So yeah, really I saw that and I just saw that and just started laughing. Like, yep, that's Dayon. <laughs> that's about it. That's about right for his uh, his first interview post uh, post being drafted. He talks about the leather he's wearing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Jamie, this has been awesome, man. Lots of great information here on uh, Dayon and his background. Can't thank you enough for joining uh, joining us tonight. Uh, Chargers fan, if you know, if you're a Washington State fan or if you know a Washington State fan, go check out Jamie and his work on uh, kookfan.com, 247 Sports, and JamieVinnick9 on Twitter. Jamie, thanks so much for joining, man. We'll uh, talk soon. Yep. Appreciate you having me on anytime. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.